podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Simplify your federal agency's technology procurement with Connection Public Sector Solutions. Connection's dedicated account managers, commitment to exceptional customer service, and extensive catalog of federal contracts make IT purchases quick, easy, and affordable. Turn your challenges into opportunities and get rid of your technology pain points with Connection today. Learn more about what's possible with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com slash fedcontracts. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback Four Daily for this Friday night. Tonight is all about the date or a date with destiny part three we're on to the month of october so we're going to look through all the games in that month but of course as things stand as we record and as we broadcast there's a lot going on with regards to the coronavirus which we're going to discuss later on in the show along with random questions where the league stands where european football stands the euros all sorts of stuff that will go on around the coronavirus but we are going to look at october first i have keith and i have chris with me tonight so we're going to have a good look at these fixtures i think there's six or seven games but a lot of them have talking points in them none of them really straightforward when you actually look at it maybe bar one look let's see we get on let's go And here we go. It is a month of October in the season 1920, which we're going to go look back on now. And Keith, uh, I'm which going to come to you first. So, um, the month of October, I'm going to get this up in front of me, Keith, very, very professionally. And I'm going to say to you, the first game in this month was Wednesday, the 2nd of October. And we start at home to Salzburg in the European Cup. And it goes from the sublime to the ridiculous and back to the sublime again, if you remember this game. Yeah, Heat, I do. It, it was the game where, you know, we, we lost at Napoli in the first game in the Champions League and Salzburg were bashing Gent, Genk 5-2 or something along them lines. And they come to Anfield and if they didn't put their name up in lights in the first game of the Champions League, they most definitely done it that night, didn't they? They did indeed, and you're spot on there, Gav. It really was a game of nearly two halves. Now, I know it wasn't exactly that way, but we raced into a lead that night, and we looked absolute mustard in that game. And then didn't see them getting away back into it at all, but they did. You know, it was a, they, you know Erling Brow Haaland had a bit of a reputation for scoring goals, and he came on, impacted it. We saw that first glimpse of Minamino, who we turned out, was going to become one of our own not too not too long after that, mm-hmm. and they had players all over the place that were impressive that night. Huang and um, a lot of the other guys there that that really made made a bit of an impression on us. But um, I thought the first half or the, when we went into a training lead, we were playing some excellent stuff. Some of the goals in this game were were sensational. Yeah, they were absolutely brilliant. Like and you know, Chris. After losing after losing the way at Napoli was one where we thought we need to get back on track here. It's very, very important. And it is a game where we come out and we destroy this for the first half an hour. Like we we pull them asunder. And you're looking at 3 0 going, This this could be anything. And then they get one back before half time and you're thinking, This still could be anything. But it it, it went very strange after that then, didn't it? 
Yeah, it went it went very like um, early clock in the second half. It was like you score, you score three, we'll score four, which we, we, we thought we'd kind of moved away from a little bit. So, it, yeah. but I was mean, going into the game. I was looking forward to it because it was. It's not very often now in Europe you go. I've never played the team. I've never played these before. So it's quite nice to see an exciting side going. Do you know what? I've never experience. Yeah, never played. So it's like when we played Bayern last year. You're a bit like we're playing Bayern since the seventies. So you're like. It's quite nice seeing someone a bit different. And yeah, second half, the pace and speed they had was just, you're like, wow, this is ridiculous. I think we did help them along the way. But yeah, you know, I mean, two of their, two of their style players now play for different clubs, you know, which shows how good the talent was they had there. Yeah, they, they've been picked apart a little bit in the in the January. Um, you know, if you if you look at the, they've lost Haaland, they've lost Minamino. I think one or two more are being looked at. But it it hasn't happened. But you know, they're two standout players they lost. But Keith, thinking back to October, like I said, you're going into this one. You're going. This has to be a win. We can't be drawing or losing here because we're leaving ourselves with, with way too much messing about. Then aren't we? If we if we if we if we couldn't if we messed this up. Yeah, it was the, the whole season got really from the very start was pressure, you know what I mean? It's every game nearly, but we're in a situation that every game was a must win, you know, in the league because of the pressure we'd had with Man City the year before and we knew what was going to be required to have a push at the league, but also the Champions League to be the defending champs and coming in with a bit of a swagger, you know, we didn't get the best start against Napoli and we really needed to do something in this game and we 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 started off like a team that meant business, you know that like the the goals when they came like were the first two certainly were, were two wonderful goals and we we looked the business in it but then as you say a flick of the switch it was maybe a sign of of things to come that we weren't as what do I say focused as we probably should have been mm. in certain games this season. And we let a good team, it has to be said, back into it and even still, even when they went to Triol, I was still fairly confident that we could have got something out of it because I think they, they got their goals in a, a bit of a cluster, wasn't it? The, what, what was the minutes? They, the, the two goals they got back, I think, were fairly, fairly quickly one yeah, after they, another. They get the, four so minutes of pass. Just, just, to, yeah, just, just to run you through the game, right? Sadio Mane scores in the ninth minute. Um, yeah. If you remember, he slipped in and that's a good finish. One, two, uh, yeah. Robertson scores a brilliant goal where it's a move from back to front and he ends up on the end of a Trent... Um, Cross and then Salah makes a three 0 with um it kind of drops him in the box and he just he puts it away. Keeper's quite yeah. poor if I remember rightly. Yeah, uh, Wang sure. gets a goal back on thirty nine. Then Minamino scores on fifty six from the edge of the box and then Haaland makes a three three on sixty. So yeah. it was one of those where it, it literally we were in full control. You know, five minutes before half time and then you know on an hour, you know, within fifteen minutes of the game in the in twenty minute spell. We're back to three all. I'm looking, going. This is dodgy, Keith. It was genuinely dodgy. You're going. We need to click here. We need to get. We need to get going here because it, it was at that dodgy, stage. Like we were losing the game. Yeah, no, it was dodgy. You now I have to say, but I, for some reason, I still thought like, we could get. And I don't know if it was a. You know, in Europe, you have this sort of um, impression that Liverpool can be not invincible. Obviously, we're on the back of a defeat in their first game, but that we sort of Anfield on a, a European and can happen. And I remember thinking at the time, yeah, Jesus, I didn't think they came back into it, but we were so dominant in the first half. And you could see it, it really did look like we took our foot off the gas after going 3 0 up in this game. It wasn't like um, we were lucky to get in with that lead. and 
they just got too lucky. Like we literally seem to have taken taken a ten percent off our performance, and it just let them back in. And as you said, maybe we were caught cold by them that we weren't expecting them to be as as good as they were. Because I do remember on the night, I thought I was very impressed with them. You know that they moved the ball quick, they were pressing, they were a very good team. But I still thought we had enough in us to win it. Now, the longer it goes, the more nervous you're getting. Mm-hmm. But I thought we could still have got something out of it. And, you know, the, the, for the goal to come then, our fourth goal sort of to come when it comes, really sort of, I think it was 10 minutes after that air one, it, it eased the nerves a bit, you know, that way. Yeah. And I thought once we got that back in front again, it really took the wind out with their sails as well. Mm. Somebody says on the chat there, it was, it was actually the game that said to him that uh, we weren't completely concentrated on winning the Champions League this season. That We looked a bit um, lethargic in what we were doing. I don't think we were in the first 25, but um, after that, yeah, you could argue between 30 and 60 we were, and then it just becomes a ding-dong and battle, and Salah manages to get the winner. But look, we had to get off the mark. We really, really did, because like if, we, if we're going, if we're two games into that, Champions League now and we're one point or we're no points we're in serious trouble so to get those three points was absolutely huge we move on then from that to the this Saturday the 5th of October we play uh, Leicester at home now I did say uh, on the last show that if you if you watch the Chelsea game you, you see that all the VAR stuff kicks up a fuss and then this is then this, this is when this is when it goes. This is when it goes again. So we we go this month. I think is when it goes again. I yes, think the, really goes, the, ne- the next game in particular. Um, yeah. But Chris, we play Leicester. The overview of the game for me was battered them. Um, managed yeah. to get a goal with Mane. I think a couple of minutes before half time, they managed to get one back with Madison, and we get a penalty from Milner in the last minute of injury time after Mane is taken down. Do you know what, for, for me, Chris, I don't know what you feel about this. This is when the fear sets into everyone else in the league. And this is where people are looking going, we don't think we can stop this Liverpool side because the hatred after this game, because Liverpool got a decision, which was a correct decision, just showed to me how good this Liverpool side and how fair this Liverpool side was. Oh, yeah. I, I was at I was at this game because um, I was losing my rag with a few certain section of our, our fan base in the ground who decided 1-1 right lads let's go I was like fucking hell you know this is what Liverpool do what are you doing yeah. mm. uh, I do I do seem to remember this chap in front of me uh, one fellow walked past things he was leaving because we got because we got the penalty he went to come back in his seat and he, and he pushed him out he went no mate you fucked off off you go mm. but it was which was quite quite amusing but no um, yeah to be honest, this was my this was my first game at Anfield since the um, the Tottenham 2-1 from the previous year which nearly gave me a heart attack so mm-hmm. You know, I have been saying to me, brother, you've got to give me ticks to a game. Can I not have ones where I have heart attacks in, you know, the 90th minute? But it was a bizarre tackle by Albrighton, who literally was brought on to, I think, just shore things up, mm-hmm. you know, and... Just yeah. to help us fall back. Just just to help us yeah. fall back. Yeah. And it, it's almost like, uh, he, I think he overruns the ball and he sees money, he, like, he panics and he just, just, he just belts him in the leg. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, I don't know why there's such a fuss over it. It's like, he just kicked him in the leg, you know, He's entitled to go down there. Why wouldn't he be? Mm. Uh, and then James Milner does what James Milner does, which is, you know, just slots pens away. And then the, the fun thing at the end was then, uh, I think Lalana was squaring up to um, Everybody. Johnny Evans. Everybody. Johnny Evans. That was Robbo, was it? No, it was, it was definitely Lalana because he, he tries to get the ball and then he ends up squaring, squaring up to Johnny Evans, which is quite oh, a high, yeah, yeah, quite yeah, a high difference and it's quite funny. 
Mm. So, yeah. but yeah, and yeah. I think all, I think that's also a game where Cop called out the main called out the main stand again, which is always quite funny. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, Kevin Sullivan says, what I remember of that game is we were brilliant in the first half, and um, then believed the hype in the second. Obviously, that's going back to the uh, Salzburg game, but on this one. You know, um, there's loads of stuff going on about the coronavirus. Like Stephen Kingsbury says, finish the season in September of October by playing two games per week. Uh, new season, November to May, no cups. Um, we will get out all that, I promise. Owen Brooks says, Madison Gold would have been saved by Allison. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, it would have been. Um, yeah. I think it would have been as well. And it was probably, I think it was their only shot on target. They two shots all day. Yeah, it was. They yeah, their only, only shot, shot on, on target. target. And, I, and I think I remember Keith, I don't know whether it was a player or was it their manager. Was it Rogers came out and said, you know, we deserve the point. We are yeah, it was Rogers. Point. Yeah, I, Rogers came out saying that. And I felt like, like I felt like no, you didn't really, Brendan. Yeah, you see, he was playing playing to the gallery a bit with that one. You know, like oh, we deserved it. We we done well. They got a scaldy goal out of two shots on target. They got one of them out of two shots, one on target, and that was the goal. They didn't create an, and there was a narrative created there that, oh, Liverpool were lucky. It's carried on all season, in fairness, you know what I mean? Like, Liverpool were lucky, they got a penalty. As you said, it was a deserved penalty. He shouldn't have been fouling them in the box. Um, I don't know what they were, what Albright was thinking. Or, you know, the, the whole Leicester defence were a bit at sea on that, you know, Schmeichel was a bit uh, undecisive and there was a bit of messing about you know what I mean but I just couldn't understand the the I know oh, right a manager will always defend his team I will always try and look I think Leicester might have thought they were on for a good season without knowing maybe how good they could have been and he was just trying to no no we, we held our own we done this we didn't let Anfield intimidate us but they were I thought they, they were garbage that day to be totally honest I thought we absolutely milled them you know and the scoreline doesn't show that no, I don't think the scoreline did show it. I think we dominated them from start to finish. I don't think they were used to what we were doing. Chris, if I remember rightly, we nearly played with two number 10s in this game. He does shift it a slight bit, and he he mixes it up, and, and Leicester just don't know where to handle it and don't know how to deal, deal with it. And it's a really important win, isn't it? Even though we're on a great run, but we don't want to be pegged back by, by Leicester, who come and just look to frustrate us for the whole game and nick, nick a goal, you know? Chris, it's one of those where you walk out of the ground going, that's a huge win. Even though it's early in the season, it felt huge. Oh, it did feel huge. Uh, it was also uh, one of the demons of the previous season diminished because obviously that's one of the games where we did drop points in. We did drop many last year. Yeah. Uh, so again, it was just one of those, that's a game where we got pegged back and we couldn't quite get the win. Whereas this time we made sure made sure we did it. We did it. So, you know, it was, it was a huge win. And, you know, Leicester have kind of shown that all year, which is they're a decent side. I think just when they come up against the the very very best, with like Oz and City, they're probably still two three players short of getting to that level. But we did show, as we saw last season, they're going to give a lot of teams a, a decent game. But the only problem, the only gripe we had in that game was we probably weren't clinical enough. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Dylan says good morning, gents. Good morning, Dylan. If it's your morning, best of luck. It is your morning, and good morning to you. Um, but look, it's 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 one of those where. I felt, I just did feel it was a huge win. I just felt it was one of those where, you know, we're on a great run and you, it would have been extremely frustrating. And the decision itself for the penalty, it was a penalty. And people can go on about it all day. Um, the people are going back and you had people in studios going, no, he's gone over too easy. And I remember Sky, a fella saying to Sky, um, it, it, Sky were nearly telling people, 
you know, if he'd have stayed up and he got tackled, he wouldn't have been given a penalty. And then arguing his own point by saying, well, he's gone down there to get the penalty. It was, it was mad stuff from Sky. Mad, um, at the time. So look, I don't know what to say about Sky anymore. I really don't, but we leave it at that. The following weekend, um, sorry, two, weekend, two weekends later, we go to Manchester United and we drew 1-1. Um, we were shite. And we were appalling in this game. And this is the game I always point back to when the likes of Henderson was atrocious. He was out on the right. He was all over the place. We got one down um, to a goal again, Keith. That was a bit controversial because a lot, the, like even I think Gary Neville even felt in the, in the stadium that Divock Origi had been felled. The game goes on and United score from that and everyone feels this is going to be pegged back. And we're in this period of the time when VAR was not being overruled. And this is what was getting a lot of people's backs up. Yeah, although going on to say something slightly controversial, contradicting the both is I didn't think we were that bad in this game. Mm. I thought United got off to a, a better first half, maybe better first whatever, 35 minutes. Then I thought we got on top of them. And I thought the second half, I, I felt we were the better side by a, by a long way. You know, so I think... We were the goal went in, and the controversy around the goal, I think, had everyone fuming. You know, there was a few hand as you say, he got slaughtered. Um, we looked for his performance on that, but I thought genuinely, I thought Trent was a bit off the pace that day, and I thought Henderson was doing too much, nearly covering for him. He spent too much, I think, didn't we shift formation? And Henderson actually played on the right side of the midfield. Mm-hmm. With 4 4 2 at one point, didn't yeah. we? Uh, it was one of those games where I think we've said this before is if one of the front three are out, as in Salah, yeah. it was out of this game. We started the Rigi on, on the left, which you understood because, you know, he was generally first to go to sub. But it, it was then that midfield that we play, which is one of a lot of games Henderson, Wijnaldum, Fabino. I think if you haven't got one of the front three available, that's when we we're like, maybe you need something different in the midfield. And yeah, we we actually looked pretty decent, I would say, the last half an hour, where it fairest to Klopp, give him, his cre- give him a lot of credit, is the three subs he, he brought on all made big impacts. Chamberlain gives a bit more directness, gives us a, gives a, 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 a threat from distance. Lalana linked up play really well, and obviously had got the crucial goal. And Kaita gives a little bit more guile, a bit of a clever pass. And those three sort of combined help us get get ourselves back in the game. But for the first hour, I always felt we were just a bit a bit pedestrian, a bit predictable, a bit unclock like yeah. to be honest. Yeah, it was. I'd uh, say first half certainly. I don't agree with second half. But yeah, go ahead. Second second half. I know you're coming from Keith, but I I I remember doing the build up to this game, and I think it might have been Grizz on with me doing the preview of it, and we were saying. We need to go out here and we don't want to know what United are about. We, they're none of our business. We need to go out yeah. here and we just sta- stand on these early, dictate the tempo. We have to hold on to the ball and be patient, absolutely fine. Walk them. And we didn't. No. And, and we went out and we and we let them show us what they had. We fall into a trap and we, we lose a goal. And that gets the, that gets them up for the game even more. And then we're struggling and we're, we're treading water. We are treading water. We're doing no more than that. And that's what annoyed me most about this game. Don't get me wrong. I think if the game had went on another five minutes at the end, we would have won it. Um, Lalana gets a goal. Uh, it's a good goal. And, you know, he does well to get into the back post. We, we grow into it from around 65, 70, where we just take control and, 
you know, I suppose maybe all the running United are doing because we have a lot of possession starts to get get to them, and they're not a good side. So coupled with that, you know, you, you end up you will get chances, and we probably yeah. would have won it if you had to run it another five minutes or so. I think, but overall, oh, I thought we were standing on the neck, the trout at that stage. Yeah, we absolutely were, and and but but at the end of the day, we should have been doing it from minute one. We should have. We it's Klopp's kryptonite, really, isn't it? The Old Trafford game. He seems to. It, they could be fucking bottom of the league, and we'd he'd show them too much respect and give them nearly a head start. You know, which it, you can't do when a, a stadium like that that's got seventy odd thousand, seventy odd thousand shy bags in it. They'll all make a bit of noise. They'll all get on top of you. You know what I mean? And they should have went in and just went in with the chests out and start strutting that stuff. Obviously. You know, it did get a bit of a, a head up from scoring a goal, but they were only interested in the counter attack that day. I didn't think you know it was. Well, you see, that's it, the, that's the thing. Like, like Kevin Sullivan said, you United, have to deal with that. Yeah, yeah. United played a five-four-one and pushed out on Trent. Didn't give many time to pick his head up, but they, as the home side, did nothing to try winning. They just took a chance and they got a chance and they scored and and we had to go from there. Kula King says we always play crap after a break. United came after the break. Owen Book says he's not sure. Um, he's not sure why Klopp uh, never goes for it at Old Trafford. Same every season. Klopp pays us safe, of course, as Kula King just said. And we played the occasion, not the opposition. We absolutely did. Yeah. And look, it's our first drop points of the season. And, and people are going, oh, that's the bubble burst. That's the bubble burst. And, you know, for me, I wasn't too concerned. I wasn't, I wasn't concerned over the, the, the performance. I just thought we went about it the wrong way. But we showed our class towards the end of the game and probably should have won it. Um, moving on, we, we have Genk in the, in the Champions League. We go away there and we win 4-1. Uh, Oxley Chamberlain gets a couple of nice goals there. Um, I'm going to brush over that one because it was a fairly straightforward win, um, which was expected. The following league game though is Liverpool 2, Tottenham 1. And, you know, um, Allison is back for this one. He was back at Old Trafford. He's back in now. But if I remember rightly, um, Spurs take an early lead, Chris. About thirty sec, about thirty seconds in, it's the, it's the weirdest goal you've ever seen. You like, yeah, because it, def- it deflects off. I think it's Lovren. It deflects. Matt, off. Not Lovren, do- Lovren, it? Yeah, Matthew Lovren deflects off him, hits the crossbar, and Kane. Lovren there was. Yeah, and then Kane has a tap in from an inch, which, according to Martin Tyler, is the greatest headed tapping you'll ever see in yeah. your life. Um, and to be honest, I think for Tottenham, that was the worst thing that happened to him because then they were like, right, one 0 up. What do you do now? And I, if anything, Liverpool did a bit of a Fergie United, which is like the worst thing you could do is score against us. And we battered them for most of the oh, game. And the goal, uh, you know, and I couldn't believe it was still 1 0 at half time. And then the best thing that happened, because um, he was getting a bit of stick and he wasn't in the best of form, um, Henderson had a really good second half and got a, the crucial equaliser. Uh, and then we went to, and then we got another pen again, which was a. Um, oh, which I think I tweeted and we, we talked about on the pre-show about this, which was Aurier. And I, I, my thing with Aurier was he's like, he's the French Moreno. He will always give you a chance and he'll do something stupid. Man is going absolutely nowhere and he just boots him in the air. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, was, it was ridiculous. But Keith, again, we keep going back to finding ways to win. You know, they 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 go they go ahead on 30-odd seconds and like you said, Harry Kane heads it in from six yards and they're going on as if he's, you know, he's done something like Andy Gray would have done in the 70s. Um, yeah. Uh, but Liverpool, in fairness to them, they don't panic and they dominate wow. the game from there on in. Like, they dominate. Wow. And we absolutely battered them in this game. Their keeper, Gazaniga, has a bleeding 
10 out of 10 performance he's pulling off saves left right and centre mm. um, and there was another game in this month where you look at or if you look back I was looking back at the just at the, the fixtures and the results and you see Leicester 2-1 and you see this 2-1 and you're like oh, tough games nothing of the bleeding sort we absolutely marmalated both of them but didn't get the goals weren't as clinical as we should have been now this game I don't think it was down to not being clinical again I think Gazaniga who came in from the cold for them had an absolute stormer yeah and Dicko says the same he said the Tottenham keeper played a blinder it did yeah you know, it was, it was just, it was just one of those where we ju- we did, we just battled them, and, and again we found another way to win. We found another way to win, and Chris, I, like before we move on to the next game, it's definitely at the stage then where people are saying these aren't stopping. These look absolutely relentless. No, it's definitely uh, there was obviously some murmurings before the season started. Is how would the reactor finish in second on ninety-seven points? You know. Would the Champions League, you know, almost like loses an edge because like, oh, we finally won something. But this when you start to go, these are these are a serious side now. We're not having the fun of two years ago where it's like five, four, six, threes. This is this is a clinical side now that wants to get the yeah. job done. Um, which is pleasing, to, you know, it's pleasing to see. And it's just like, you know, especially in the summer, because there was a lot of hoopla about us buy, buying nobody apart from Madrian. You know, and look, I, I was probably part of that as well, thinking we should have bought someone. Um, but you know, it showed actually this the squad we've got and the players we've got, as the season's proven, has a lot more depth and strength than people realise. And you're starting to see players come in and step up levels. Even Henderson now this year, he doesn't score many, but what he, when he has scored, they have been openers, equalisers, or Gino and Al doesn't score many, yeah. but generally to be an equaliser tends to be a winner. Goals. Yeah. They tend to, you know, on midfield now they may be getting two or three, but the crucial they're not the fifth in a five nil. They're always the equaliser. Yeah, and that's where they were starting to just add a, li- a few more strings to the bow. So no, it was it was really good, and also it's nice to, to have a club, so a club like Tottenham, who are always a rival, with that sort of like five games now where we've kept them at arm's length and won. Mm. Which you know, let's be fair, before for the last two three years, you know, Tottenham was always a bit of a bit of a pain for us, always a bit of a bogey side, always seemed to do quite well against us. We're starting to like put that message to bed that look, we can beat Tottenham. You know, this is what we can do. So, yeah, it's a you know just another really exciting win for Liverpool. Yeah, it was Keith moving on. Um, our last game of the month is a five-five draw against Arsenal in the League Cup, and this, this was game. absolutely. It was so much fun. I sat and watched this, and like I didn't care. Uh, yeah, if we won, lost, drew, I didn't care. Um, well, I think we're winning. If I remember, I think we're winning, and then we're losing, and then we're losing yeah. even more. And then we get back and they go ahead again. Then we get back, they go ahead again. It was just brilliant, Keith, wasn't it? It was a mad game. I was actually looking back at it there yesterday. And when you look back, it was, we went 1-0 up. I think Brewster scores, doesn't he force for us? Oh, goal it is. OG or something, is it? Yeah, an OG. Yeah. And then they they go, do they go 3-1 up? They go, yeah. they, go th- they go 3-1 they go up and then we get a pen yeah. right on half time. Yeah, Milner pops that in. But some of the goals in this game were from both sides were absolute crackers. The second half, like the Arsenal goals as well, um, there was, you know, just quality goals all over the place in this game. But it was one of them, even Kelleher was making saves and every blade one of them was dropping at the feet two yards out of an Arsenal player. Yeah. Um, it was just a mad, mad game. Mad game. Divock then getting overhead kicks and 
blast into the top corner. It was just, yeah, it was a great game. And but it was, it was one of them that you looked at it and you thought, yeah, this this league cup team, you know, I'm excited to see these second mm. stringers. Yeah, I, do you know what? When we were one nil and one all and two one down, I wasn't bothered. Three one, I wasn't bothered. But when we got it back to three all. I was like, oh, yeah. come on, this is a bit of crack now. And then li- literally, like Chris, you'll see by the end, like we're 5-4 down, we're in the eight, we're last minute, and Origi scores. And you can see Klopp on the sideline literally going, oh, jeez, he's laughing his head off like, fucking hell, I'm doing my best to get out of this competition. I'm playing I'm playing fellas that aren't even eligible, and I just can't get out of this competition no matter what I do. Yeah. Well, this is actually my favourite game of the season because uh, this was my daughter's first Anfield game. Oh, well, what a game to go to. So, I you know, remember, yeah. her only other games at Anfield is a 19-goal game. So, yeah, no, I, re- I remember sitting with her when it was like 4-2 and Milner had just um, dropped an absolute clangor for, that, for them to go yeah. 4-2 up. And I said, well, at least you loads of goals. And she was like, yeah, but I want us to win. And I must admit, it went off when Origi got, got the 5-5. Five, five. So this is mad. Yeah. This is absolutely crack. And then, as soon as he went to penalties, I was just like, I can't see he's losing no penalties. Uh, and in fairness to my daughter, she called the save. Um, she she had called the save, saying, "I think he'll get this one," you know. So she's, and then watching Curtis Jones do doing what he started doing cup competitions, which is score winners in cup competitions, which was great. And uh, Nico Williams announced himself, which was you know he had a tough first half, but second half he was really good. I think he put the cross in for the uh, the over a kick by Divock. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it was a mad game. The funniest thing was the three worst, the three of the worst players on the pitch were the three most experienced in. Uh, Lalana, Chamberlain, and Kaiser—probably all three of them didn't have their best games, despite the fact Chamberlain scores a worldie. Mm, it was just brilliant, and you know it was great for the likes of these young lads, Keith, that that get to play. And you know, it, it, look, getting to play is great. Going away to MK Dons is great. You know, Shrewsbury in the cup is great. But when you look at it, like we, we talk about Shrewsbury later on this, as we get through this series, but playing at Anfield against Arsenal and. I think this sounds a bit mad, but going three one down was probably a good thing for them because the crowd went. These could get a hiding here. Mm, yeah, we get behind them, and the place just like just went mad, you know. And yeah, it was just stuck it behind, them. and you could see them groan in stature all the time. You know, you could see Nico Williams crosses for Diva Garig at the end there. He slots it in, and you can see Nico Williams in front of the cop giving it loads and everyone giving it loads back to him. Like, massive night for young players. Yeah, and to have that many young players, like, with Nico Williams at right back, with Sepp Vandenberg played centre-back, we had Cuevin Keller in goal. Now, you can have, you could have put the rest of our strongest eleven in with them in the other, filled up with the other positions mm. and it still would have been, like, those key positions to have young players like that and I thought, you know, they struggled in all honesty. Kelleher and Vandenberg Really Van struggled the, in the game. Mm. Van der Berg certainly did, but you know it will have done them no harm either. Do you know what I mean? To get games at Anfield, look, we, we probably never see them again. And if I'm being honest about it, they probably won't. Maybe they will have a career. Maybe they won't. But us, but to get that in a big game against a big team, and Arsenal had a strong team out that night as well. You know, right? They might have had a fairly second string team, but when you look at who they had playing for them, right? That keeper was a, a bit of a sham. Um, Martinez, but but they had still had Ozil playing. They still had Terreira. They had Bellerin. They had um, Kalasinic, Mustafi. Like they had a lot of senior, as did we. They had a lot of senior players in there, and it was just I thought it was a really just a great game. As I said, they touching on the goals again. Like Chamberlain and Origi get two crackers. 
But the Arsenal goals, Willock gets a, Willock's an absolute is stormer of a goal. And I, I love the Maitland-Niles goal. Ozil keeping it in. Not that I loved it. That sounds stupid. I don't love the goal it's against a, Liverpool. It, it's a very good goal. Though. But watching it back yesterday, I was like, oh, that's a leading. A, bit of, a touch of class by, um, by Ozil keeping the ball alive. You know what I mean? It's, it was just a great game. Like I had everything. And then as you touched on as well there, Chris, to get Curtis Jones, a local lad, stepping up to score the winning penalty. You know, it's fairly tale stuff. Yeah, yeah I think, and when I you're think, on the right side of that, you're delighted. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean Bruce. Bruce took his pen as well, and uh, it's fair. You saw the best and worst of Harvey Elliott in terms of there were times on the ball. You know, he, he wins the penalty. You're going, this lad looks, and he does look a talent. But I think it's yeah. for their third. You then also remember, oh shit, he's only 16 though, because he, he he tries to do like a a Cruyff turn, yeah, on the, on the, near the edge of his box, gets caught, and it's three one. And you could see him straight away going, oh no. Mm. But then, so, yeah. but no one really got his back. Everyone goes, oh, he's only 16 though. Yeah, but like yeah. in but, saying but that, Milner, when... Milner makes a mistake for one as well. Exactly. Oh, yeah, does, yeah. And yeah. he holds his hand up and says, you know, brilliant. Um, also played in that game, so Kevin Sullivan also did play and they were raving about him after. He played well. Yeah, he, he was, was good in that, in fairness. He was, he was good. good. It. But, you know, the, the surprise was took, the, prize, the surprise was took him off. I mean, look at the Arsenal subs. That they brought on, they actually got stronger as the game went on. Mm. You know, they brought Gunduzi on for Ozil, they brought Caballos on for Torreira, and then they took Kashani off and they brought on Tierney, the new fifty million pound left back. So you mm. sort of think they went stronger. Whereas look at Arsenal, yeah, we're bringing on Curtis Jones for Naby Keita, and we're bringing on Chiravella for Chamberlain. So mm. our side went younger and younger and younger. Yeah, yeah. We we were we were putting on younger players as they were trying to strengthen and trying to close out the game because Uno Emery is still manager, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He of course, is, yeah. he is. And uh, you could see him; it was a massive night for him. It felt like a massive night for him to get through that game, but he didn't. Um, but look, that's the end of the month. Um, we've we've whizzed through that. We're not. We're not. Listen, I've had people on to me going, "Would you not spend more time on the season?" There's only so much you can say about these games, and you know we try to do a show where we'll do this and then we'll talk random stuff we might talk about tonight's going to be the coronavirus we try to do all sorts of stuff we don't like being you know an hour and a half talking about games that everyone's seen we like to just have our little bits and pieces about it um let's get on to this coronavirus thing right so um first of all and turn off your laptop we're on staycation i'm on totalwine.com they have so many rosés chardonnays and proseccos it feels like a real vacation wondrous selection helpful guides ridiculously low prices total wine and more Dico says breaking news lads the telegraph are reporting that we are going to be handed the title uh oh box off then right uh i'm gonna hold that thought right uh dylan says was that the illegal shiravella game no i think the illegal no. game was the mk don yeah um let me see when you discuss covid nine ask chris to explain the idea of duckworth lewis in cricket something similar will be used to decide football league places says kev o'sullivan yeah okay, okay. fine i've heard that rumor all right so okay. right, but I'll get to Chris in a minute on that. Before we go <laughs> on, bef- well, I'm presuming you're the only one that knows about cricket. Um, <laughs> let me Still see. Before yes, yeah. be- before we go on, listen, Keith, you're not watching cricket, don't that? Don't stop. I'm a big cricket fan. Um, yeah, you're not a big, big cricket, cricket fan. fan. You're not. Well, you're yeah. Not. You're not. You're not. Um, okay. Stop it. You're not- listen, you didn't play cricket in the flats. Let's be honest about it. I didn't play in the flats now. That is true. Great, but well, there we go. We're off to a flyer. But before before we go into all this, I just want to let you know if you're on YouTube, please press the like button. 
um, pre- please press the bell icon and please subscribe. Um, you know, the people that do all this stuff for us are looking at it going, we need to get people to do this more, otherwise it's a worth our time doing it on YouTube, blah, 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 blah. So hit all them buttons. On Twitter, um, share it onto your timeline. That's all I'm asking. Share it onto your timeline. Because people have said to us, uh, is it worth it? Do you want to just go back to audio podcasts? No, not really. I like this. I like the interaction I have with people live. So the more you do it, the more people we get. And we're able to do it a hell of a lot more. Dylan said you played rounders in the flats. Probably right. Stephen O'Connor says, fighting the league is just bad banter by rival fans, Gav. Won't happen. That's There's exactly, so much yeah. left to play for. It has disastrous consequence for everyone, not just us. Euro 2020 would surely be scrapped right first of all Chris would you like to try to explain the Duckwood Lewis method to us before we go on okay so I don't know the ins and outs of Duckworth Lewis is a way where if games especially like uh, 50 weather 50 over games, games weather affected yeah so say um, say you, you your team bats first you get you do 50 overs you get 250 runs mm-hmm. grand uh, and you lose 5 wickets um, but then you uh, the second, the second, the other team's about to bat, but because of rain or that, there's only 20 overs that can be played. So you can't get 250 in 20 overs. Mm. So they, there's a, a math, there's a calculation that goes, well, actually, based on 20 overs, based on the realistic run rates now, your target is now going to be 180. Okay. Uh, and what happens is, if more rain comes in, they recalculate it. And if you lose a wicket, um, your score goes up. So it kind of takes into account what you can do. So I suppose what, is it, Kev O'Sullivan, I think he, what he'll probably do is they'll probably look at um, your points per game you've been getting over the season. What's your points per game been in the last 10? Mm-hmm. And go, well, based on those projections, Liverpool may get 102, City will get 88, and go and go that way. So it's a very, it's like it's like basically a very big spreadsheet. I can't see that flying with a lot of people, to be honest. Um, I mean, Liverpool one's easy because realistically it probably is going to happen. The City one position is easy. I think, but I think third to seventh, that's quite wide open, and I don't know if it, and it, I don't know how in football you can take into account four, mm. like Leicester are dropping like a stone. You know, yeah. Tottenham are so inconsistent; you don't know wh- what you're going to get. Chelsea are very similar, and and United are all three of them are great for three games, crap for five, mm. and you're like, I'm not really sure you can do that. I'm not sure really sure how that works. Mm. Um. Sean Pritchard said it would be better if we saw all the analysts speaking. I presume, Sean, you're talking about this show. We are working on that. But in order for everyone to be seen on this show, the, the, the equipment needs to be right. The light needs to be right. Otherwise, it just looks like a man that looks like he's being, he is in self-isolation or being held hostage in a dark room. So I it have. has to be done right. We are, I promise you, we're working towards all that. The likes of Chris, the likes of Keith, the Grizz has it already. But we are trying to work on more people being on screen from our shows, but that's something we're going to have to look at at the end of this season, even if it ends in November 2023. Um, so that's how it is. But thanks for the comment, Sean. But I like to explain that to people. You can ask us anything, we'll tell you, or we don't hide anything. Tyler Smith says, get in, we've won the league. No, we're champions anyway. So first thing I want to do is, um, Keith. I'm going to come to you, right? Yes. So th- this Duckworth Lewis thing has been explained, right? And I yeah. get I get where that's coming from. Just talk of this void in the league. Now, people will tell you that's just other clubs wanting to avoid it and it won't happen, blah, blah, blah. I can't see this happening at all. Now, don't get me wrong. People can shout at me and go, no, you're just in denial. Fine. If you think I'm in denial, that's absolutely fine. Am I? 
I could be, I don't know. But Keith, there's so many ramifications to this from the top to the bottom, left to right, sponsors, um, prize money, bonuses, contracts. There's so much to this that if they void the season, there's serious issues everywhere. Yeah, it's it's legal minefield, I think, if they if they void it, you know, I think it's just I don't know. Look, it's one of these things now, Gav, isn't it? You hear so much, you're getting it from one side that it's just being postponed and then it should be cancelled and other countries are doing this and other countries are doing that. Mm-hmm. But the money involved in the Premier League, um, and again, we said this the other night, not even just in the Premier League, but the likes of Leeds and that in the Championship, who it's the biggest uh, the biggest jump, they say, you know, Championship, the Premier League, the money is astronomical, you know. So mm-hmm. the, the teams up there, Leeds, West Brom, they're not going to be happy with you know, voiding, voiding legs. So I think it's just, no, it's a non-runner. And look, I could be wrong. Maybe I have my head in the sand as well, but I think voiding the leg is just not going to happen. I think they will look at every other solution. You've got all these cabbages online, like Gary Neville and Piers Morgan and everyone else. And you can tell there's an agenda where every single one of them saying, oh, scrap it and uh, just, you know, start again next season. But that's not, that's not realistic. There's no way that can be a realistic option. Mm. Out of all the options, that's the least likely to happen, in my opinion. I think they play the games, they go, they shut them down for a month. If they have to shut them down for two months, they'll shut them down for two months, and then they'll play the games, or they'll just declare that they'll do the Duckworth Lewis, and they'll declare, right, this is the, the way we're foreseeing the season finishing. Liverpool are the champions, and it might have an asterisk beside it. I couldn't give two shots if it has two asterisks beside it. No, you see, we will be the champions, and that'll be the end. Oh, listen, come here, listen. If this football comes back in a month's time, we're champions. If this football doesn't come mm. back in a month's time, we're champions, right? Um, like own books says, legal ramifications for the Premier League are huge if it's voided. They're desperate uh-huh. to get it finished. There's ten teams in the Championship who could sue the league. Uh, the problems will come from relegation and promotion, says Kevin Sullivan. Championship clubs will have borrowed to get promoted. Banks will want paying. Yeah. It won't be voided, in his opinion. I don't see it being voided now. No. Listen, people have said to me today, you know, and listen, I, I speak to United fans, Arsenal fans, Chelsea sport uh, fans of oh God, Celtic, you know, all sorts of fans and mates of mine, family members, whatever. And they're saying to me, well, if they if they didn't void it and they, you know, just said, right, it stands as it is. And that's the final league table. How would you feel? I said, We're champions anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm more thinking beyond Liverpool. The, I, I'm thinking of if they stop that now. Like the, we're talking about, Doug, Doug, you know, Jack Duckworth's fucking method or whatever it is, right? Vera Duckworth, right? Vera and Jack Duckworth's method. But what I'm saying is, I don't know how they can do that because you're, you're then presuming what's going to happen, okay? Well, and yeah. listen, no offense to fifty-fifty or twenty-twenty cricket or whatever it is. But it's more of a it's more of an agreed format though for that. And but there they you go, agreed format. So yeah. there's nothing in a Premier League real book that says we can start, you know, playing the pills on Premier League games because we can't get no. them in. Also, also in cricket, cricket's a sport where it has to be dry, mm. whereas football, it, pretty much any weather you can play it. It's very rare a game's cancelled for weather, mm. so that's why that sort of situation. Is. But he said they scrapped the league and they leave as it is. So that would say Bournemouth and Norwich are going down, but that means Bournemouth are going down because they their goal difference is. Minus eighteen, mm. with Watford's minus seventeen. I guarantee you, both will be suing the the arse off the league. Oh, going, yeah. going. Well, there's, a, nine, there's nine, there's nine games to go. They're saying 
we could have we could win them. We could we could we could win them. You know, but they but they, they could also have likes of uh, Villa saying, "Well, we're only two points behind Watford. We mm. could have got out of that." No, we're, all, we're we, all going. We're all going on the presumption here that when we get to April the third, that they can't turn around and go, "Listen, we've." This has peaked. We're getting control of it, and we're going to start playing games, but in a control manner behind closed behind doors. Closed doors. Yeah. But we're all going on that presumption. Like um, uh, Antico says, Telegraph are saying the league could be extended to twenty-two teams. Us as champions, how do you extend it to twenty-two teams? And also, you, you, you see, all right, you extend it to twenty-two teams. So that's the two in the in the in the uh, championship that will come up. So what about the other four times teams in the playoff? Do we draw straws? Because yeah, you can you can make as many Lewis Duckworth things wherever you want. Yeah, Duckworth, I love Lewis. the Duckworth Lewis. Uh, uh, yeah, but you can do as many of these as you want. But how do you then do the playoffs? You can do it based yeah. on the league form, but how do you do the playoffs then? Because they're completely different then again. And again, uh, if they don't do the playoffs, if they don't do the playoffs, Wembley's going to use a hell of a lot of money, and I'm sure Wembley needs those games to pay it off. Mm. It's it's so, there's so many ramifications. Like you, you could have you could have sponsors turn around and going. Say for argument's sake, uh, you have say standard chartered just for for the crack, right? And they turn around to Liverpool and go, "Well, we pay you X amount of money for your thirty-eight league games, and you've only played thirty or twenty-nine." Yeah. And Liverpool say, "Well, we didn't, we want to play them. They won't let us play them." Do standard charter then go and sue the, the Premier League? Because they haven't yeah. got what they paid for. Can Neil yeah. Balance sue Liverpool because they're not getting exposure for the last six, four months well, yeah, of their contract? You know what I mean? Like they can say we're losing revenue because mm. our brand isn't being shown. You know, there's a load of shit that can. Because New Balance will want that picture of uh, Henderson lifting the trophy with his yes. New Balance Liverpool shirt. On. If you don't, ha- if they don't have that, then that that affects their value. But if you take away from a Liverpool situation for the moment, if you void the league, imagine if you're a Leicester fan. It'd be the first time you got the Champions League in what since you last won it. Or oh, Sheffield United. It'd be the first time you got in Europe. I, I don't even know if Sheffield United have ever been into Europe. Not but really, they're two not clubs. Time, anyway. Yeah. So there's there's two clubs that where Sheffield United are going. We could be in Europa League here, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, do you know what? I hope I want it to happen because I, I want to see what Chris Wilder can do in in Europe. Because mm-hmm. unlike Burnley, I think they play very very progressive football. They still have a direct style, of course they do. But it's um. Sheffield United are a horrible, difficult side to play. Not because they play physical, because they play just a very, it's a very weird system, you know. Very overlap. similar to Wolves, actually, isn't it? This year, yeah. Chris, you know, Wolves go into Europe and they, they're causing ripples in there because they play oh. their three at the back, their wing backs, you know what I mean? It's it's something a bit different. Sheffield United are even more than that, you know. They're, Overla- they're overlapping centre-backs. Overlapping centre-backs, yeah, jeez. Overlapping, overlapping centre-backs playing Marseille, you know, be like, Charles, it make me it make you want to watch Europa League just to see. I just want to see what they can do, but then yeah. say, ah, well the league's void, but you know, great Liverpool to win the title. But if you're a Sheffield United fan, you're going, hang on, hang on, I've worked my bollocks off, and we're probably the second best promoted side in ever to mm. come up. I think the other side that we can say has done better promotion wise is Nottingham Forest in the eight in the eighties. Mm. You know, it's 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 very it's it's very weird. Like, there's loads of comments in here. Dylan wants a quick question answer. Do you consider a Solero an ice cream? Yes. No. What has ice cream in it? No, it's a lolly. Yeah. What has ice, ice cream in well, it? Well, ice pop as we'd call her over here. Yeah. I put it down as an ice pop as well, I think. If it has if it has gear around the edge of the ice cream, it's an ice pop for me. It has ice what, cream in it. It has what around it? Gear. Whatever that gear is called. <laughs> you know. Sorbet. Yeah, sorbet. There you go. Jesus Christ. All right. 
<laughs> it was far from Sorbet you were brought up. Um, oh, Stephen, the Steve, lads who lived on it going down on Sorbet. Yeah, dipping Soleros in cabbage water. Come here, <laughs> Steve, Steve, Stephen Kingsbury says the playoffs will be voided. But you see, Stephen, people are people are planning. Like there's, there's clubs out there that know they can't win the championship and they're saying to themselves, we need to get into the playoffs. The likes of uh, Nottingham Forest, say. You know, people that say Nottingham Forest, traditionally a Premier League club, they're not a fucking Premier League club. They haven't been for a long time. And I would guess probably 20 years, I don't think they've been in the Premier League, have they? In probably not, no, but, but, but if Nottingham Forest gets to a playoff yeah. final, that's 45,000 Nottingham Forest fans probably paying about 50 quid a ticket each. You yeah. know, that's a lot of money that Forest can't turn away. Yeah. It's it's it's, yeah. it's 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 crazy. Like um, Tyler Smith is asking, will the Champions League go ahead? I can I I see that being the one that's the problem because they're the, they're, they're the casualties, aren't they? The yeah, Europeans. Yeah, and then mm. obviously the opening ceremony for the Euro to twenty twenty is in Italy. You know, so it's now having you know, but we're saying all that. But we're, do, do Italy have control of it now? Do in the next three weeks will they will they be able to get something sorted, get the football back playing in the next month, and then we're all right. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, exactly. Stephen Kingsbury says the playoffs did not used to exist, but they do now. You know, yeah. they do now. Like, you know what I mean? The Premier League didn't exist, but it does now. There's so much wrong with voiding a season. And I'm not saying that from a Liverpool point of view. I'm saying that from yeah. a football point of view. Like, the Coventry owner has said today, if they void these leagues, Coventry City will go, go bust. Yeah. You know? Both, um, I mean, Bolton will go again. I mean, Bolton have been once. They'll go. Again. They'll go again. Mm. You know, the, the government have got to think of a, the government have got to think of a way of not not, not paying your bills, but you know, almost like give like a bit of a three month waiver yeah. because uh, if you avoid the leagues, I guarantee uh, that's that's close to a million pounds that those clubs are losing. And League One, League Two clubs, they won't survive. Mm. And oh, yeah. you know, and we're, we're very proud of the fact that in England we have like you know. A four team of a, a four of four professional leagues plus we have the conference plus you know we mm. you know not not many other countries have pyramids that deep yeah um if they, if they don't if they if they avoid leagues and that then they're gonna be now look I think they're gonna have to postpone it obviously they can't play it in the current climate because you know it seems to be more and more people are getting this illness you know so they are gonna have to postpone it and the talk is May's gonna be the, the peak month when it hits yeah, hits the UK. I'm reading that now it, that the, uh Killer King is saying they're saying the virus is gonna peak May or June. Um I, I Which is why uh, which is why in April which why in April they may do behind closed doors to get some games done. Yeah. Postpone again hmm. and finish it off in the summer. Hmm. If they finish it off in the summer, look we all know the Euros, it's not happening. No, that's not happening. The Euros is twenty twenty one, the Olympics ain't happening, so they're not gonna happen. So you can play them in the summer. Hmm. Have, then have their break have their pre-season you can start the league in September time and the, one of the ways to save a bit of uh, time and legs and players is being off the first international break which is only shitty friendlies anyway which no one's asked about hmm. Owen Borg uh, says Owen Borg says have a five-a-side tournament next Saturday between the teams that are left to decide the Champions League bring your own water and it's a fiver each I don't, that's not a bad idea. It's not the worst idea I've heard. Genuinely, it's not the worst idea I've heard. Kevo Sullivan says, player are going to need a pre-season when it comes under control. Uh, the top two or three will get automatic promotion in the uh, championship. The people that end up in the playoff positions will absolutely go to war over that. Um, yeah. Screwball says, they'll all be dead in the UK soon, so it won't matter at all. No, I don't think so. Um, I can see them getting under control, but I think... People have to self-police themselves. It's just that simple, yeah. you know. And, like, I can tell you, people, 
listen, loads of people are watching this and, and commenting here are Irish. Some people aren't. I can tell you, yesterday they announced that schools were closing for two weeks. And when I say mayhem ensued, absolute mayhem mm. ensued. There was panic buying. There was people stockpiling toilet rolls. Um, you know, oh, these knocking the bonnets out of each other in supermarkets. They were killing each other in supermarkets. They were closing supermarkets because of it. You know... <laughs> I went, I went shopping. And then, and then, but, but, but the funny thing is, Chris, before you go on, the funny thing is, right, they're telling you not to be in large crowds. And then they're basically pushing hundreds of people at a time into supermarkets to stand in fucking warm supermarkets right, right, with, with their mouth up against the back of someone's head because they're in a queue for three hours. And then this is meant to work. You know what I mean? It's, it's mad. People, the, the only people, the only way this will stop is the people just self police themselves. That's the only way it'll work. Go on, Chris. What are you saying? Yeah, it's it's similar. What I am. Uh, I told my daughter to pick a few a few bits. I went to Aldi, and it's like half the stuff, half the shelves are empty. Like you like mm. uh, my daughter's going, has it been robbed? And like you have the staff going, you only have two 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 of every item. That's it. Yeah. You know, and you sort of going, I only came for like my weekly shop. Do you know what I mean? Well, you know, every you know you can't get a toilet roll anywhere. You're like, oh my god, it doesn't even affect you in that way. Mm. The toilet roll thing is bizarre. <coughs> so. Before we go on to our last five minutes and some random questions I'm going to ask you, it's a very simple question. What do you think the outcome of this is? Keith, I'll let you go first. Uh, how the season pans out? Yeah, how do you, what, what, in your heart of hearts, what way in do you think? In your heart of hearts, I don't think it can be voided with no winner or no champion. I think that's just shit housery by, by dickhead fans. I think, you know, the realistic one is the close it down for at least a month as they've done. They'll take stock of it then. I don't know what difference it's going to make if the UK are sort of on a trajectory to just let everyone get the virus in any way and hope their herd immunity thing can work out for them, which is fucking weeks away from happening. I think they come back and they will play a couple of games behind closed doors. And if that doesn't work out, I think they'll just wrap up the league in the positions that everyone is in. Okay. And they'll come to an agreement with all the clubs that this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Chris? Uh, yeah, similar. I th- I think they're going to try and get games played, even if it's behind closed doors, and play uh, if it needs to be played into the summer. If it gets to a point where that's not possible because of, you know, uh, the, the pandemic gets worse or it's not, then I think then they go down the route of, um, right, the league is, that's how, that's where it is. You know, and, it, and if it means you certain clubs miss out on Europe by a point with three games to play, that's that's unfortunately the way it is. And I think most clubs be a bit more accepting that as in that look, we tried to play the games. Yeah. It's not humanly possible. I mean, I think that's the best way. I mean, me personally is you should postpone it, get the league, get this league finished, and then once this league's finished, worry then about the next year. Because that's the nice possible way. The next season hasn't happened. So in th- so realistically, we're, we're all worried about something that hasn't happened. Mm. So we don't know what the league's going to do. We don't know who people are going to buy. But this one is because it's so far down the line. I think you've got to you've got to find a way of finishing it. If we were ten games in and they said we're going to avoid the league, I think most people would be a bit annoyed. But they go, ah, but it's only ten games in. Mm. Uh, Kula King says the FA chief is saying he can't see how the season carries on. Uh, Kula King, if you want to tell me where you got that from, um, I'll absolutely go and have a look. Screwball says read somewhere that if seventy five percent of games are played, the league stays as is. I've yeah. read that as well. I've had That's two, I've had two, I've, I've had two people on to me with regards to it, but it does not mention 
natural disasters and, and pandemics in in the ruling, but seventy five. But it doesn't matter. Seventy five percent of games. Seventy five percent of games. Yeah. Um, let me see. So this way, I see it happen. The Euros won't happen. So no, that window between, say, the 13th of June and 13th of July is now open for football domestically, as far as I'm concerned. I think they will get to April the 4th and they will have a look at it. I think you'll end up with another ex- uh, extension on top of that. I think yeah. you're probably looking mm. late April, early May. I could see it starting back in May. And I mm. think they're probably looking at it and saying to themselves, right, we have to... Con-. Like, because if you look at it, it's the 16th of March now. You're probably looking at eight weeks to the end of the season. Right, I think they're going to probably look at start of May through June, you know what I mean, and through July, and they're probably going to have to condense it into eight weeks somewhere there, May and May and June, and try to get away even into the second week of July. That's the only way I think they're going to be able to do it. Will the league be voided? I'd be very surprised if it is. If it's voided, it will. I can't see them just saying nothing stands. I think it will end up being the seventy-five percent rule, or the league stays as is. Although I don't agree with it. That's the way I think it will go. Uh, Dermot McCallion says, should be in the FA Cup replays from next and also the League Cup. Um, that's for next season. Yeah. Next season's not to worry. I think I agree with Chris. You, you sort out the season that hasn't been completed before you go on to the season that hasn't even been started. You know? I mean, yeah, well, I suppose you can sort it. You can get, if you decide that we're going to run in and this runs on, we'll say next season, right, mm. this is all... We're going to lose these games. Mm. We're, we're going to lose international fucking friendlies. Do you know what I mean? And try and catch up that way. Because, I mean, they moved. They, we're having a Winter World Cup now. I know that took a lot of time to prep and organise. I still don't know how the fuck that's happening. But, you know, if they have to try and squeeze it in, I think they want to finish the season. I genuinely think they want to get this season finished, no matter when it happens. I think they want to finish it. I think, the, uh, I, think I, heard in the, I think it was five live. I think they were saying... Uh, to complete the games we've got left, you need a, you need a minimum. I think it said six weeks, mm. where you could do like three games a week and get it boxed. But that was six games a week, not without Europe. Mm. That's the one I I still can't quite get my head around that they're going to do Europe because at the moment uh, Europe's gone. I think if it's locked down, so are, are you going to are you going to avoid Champions League for a year? Possibly, but again, each yeah, each, yeah. each country each country are going to have to take are on their own merit. And people have people have said to me, "Oh, well, if the Champions League gets called off, we remain European champions." No, we don't. Um, no, we don't. They'll they'll basically turn around and go, "No, there's no winner." Um, there's no winner. There's no winner. That's that's well, it. We do go to the World Club Cup then next year as well as the reigning champions. So. Yeah, we could do. But what I'm saying is, you know, it's for me. Each country's going to have to take. Oh, take uh, ev- this on, their, on its own merits. You may see England yeah. start back on the 4th of April. You may see France start back on the 20th of April. Italy could be a bit further. Although Italy seems the worst. It's probably the most down the line. So Italy could probably come back before England. All depending on how true, England yeah. is pe- policing itself. And that's what it's down to. You know? I mean, worst case, if they, do, if they do have to avoid the two European competitions, which is not ideal, mm. is... Although financially it's not great, mm. yeah, because there are, there is money that big clubs will lose. Mm-hmm. In terms of how who who plays in the next year, if you finish the leagues, then it's the same as always. It's the usual top four, top three. Mm. The only thing you don't have is a Europa League winner getting the Champions League spots. So again, you're gonna have to just do it through, through the players as normal. So I, although it's a ball ache and people financially would lose out on it, mm. I think that actually is is less of a a hit mm. it's, it's getting the domestic leagues sorted first well yeah. and, and you have to remember like you have to finish leagues for the whole um, 
you know, yeah. the league rankings and stuff like that were in Europe as to who gets three places, who gets four. You know the way it goes, the, the oh, coefficient, yeah. isn't it? Um, there's yeah. loads to it. There's so many. If you sat down and listed the amount of things that would be impacted by saying, nah, this doesn't work, um, we're not going to do it. It's mad. Well, did you see uh, Did you see Rummenigge's tweet about, you know, uh, we did in Germany, I think they're talking about cancelling the league, just finishing it, and Rummenigge's raring up saying, oh, you can't do that, you can't do that. There's so much money involved for sponsors that we still have to collect. So a lot of the clubs are still thinking about, listen, we don't want to play in void this. We want, we as need to get this money in. And that's one of the biggest clubs in the world that's saying that. You as know a matter I mean? of interest, who's top of the uh, Bundesliga? Bayern Munich. Are they top? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm surprised he said that. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised he said it as well. But you but see, it, that's that's the thing. Like, he's looking at it from purely from a, a money and sponsorship point of view. Mm. And but he's come out and said that, you know. But if you if I'm looking for a bit more of a, a human point of view or a a no uh, sorry not a no person's not the right face, but a no punter point of view is while these games are being cancelled or postponed, there's catering staff, there's stewards, they ain't getting paid. They don't get paid until until the games happen. So it's all right, dickheads on Twitter, ah, oh, just cancel the league. Okay, yeah, let's cancel the league. That's about there's a there's a quite a lot of people there who work at clubs. Wait, now going to get paid for ten games that they were, that, yeah. you know, they would bank on because mm. you would bank on the league happening. Mm. You know, I understand why you can't do them out because of the, the health situation, but you need to play those games somewhere because those people need to be paid, need to be fed. Mm. You know, if you don't, exactly. who's going to who's going to look after them? Yeah, and, and that's taken. You're dead right, Chris. You know, that's the human aspect of it. You know, it's all well and good. We don't want it to get cancelled because we want to Liverpool to win the league. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very open, Keith. I don't care oh, what yeah. happens. I consider Liverpool as champions. Exactly. I'm, I'm I very open. There, Gav. I agree with you 100%. But, you know, and this is, I, again, I don't want to keep saying this. I don't want to dumb down coronavirus, COVID 19. It's a very serious thing, and people are dying over it. And there's more important things mm. than football. Mm-hmm. But the nonsense that's coming out about voiding and just, it's, it's all just shit play by other fans or celebrity fans looking to. To, to catch Liverpool fans, to bait them and to fish for likes, you know what I mean? Like it's we it's a nonsense. We haven't even mentioned the TV companies, you know, like BT Sport yeah. um, and anybody like that buys the rights for Premier League around the world. You know, it's 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 they want their money's worth. You know, they're not they're not giving yeah. billions. Like, are they going to turn around to the Premier League tomorrow and go, well, we want ten percent of this money for this season back? You know, are the FA going or the Premier League going to do that? I can't see it. Darren McCallion says Leeds and West Brom could miss out on 100 million. No way the league gets void. That's an interesting one because it's about 120 million for going up, right? Um, that's just, that's just with getting up there, your TV money and your parachute payments if you go back down. There's no problem. Leeds and West Brom could literally go together and go, listen, we're throwing 40 million at this in legal phase. And we're, yeah. because it's worth three times that to us, and we're going to go out to the Premier League. And they I could end up, they could end up delaying the Premier League because of it. Yeah. You see, the, the, I mean, Neil Axon made a good point about West Brom is this season is the last season they get parachute payments. Mm. So if they don't go up this year, they, they've got a budget for no parachute payments. But the fact that I think they're, they're a bit of a distance, to, mm. they're, they're most likely going to get first or second. Mm. They'll have now budgeted their whole ethos on we're a Premier League club, which means we get X amount. Mm-hmm. So if they go, if you go oh, cancel the leagues, you you stay in the championship. They a the same championship without without the Premier League thought, and they ain't got parachute payments, which means I bet you half that squad they've got now they're going to have to get rid of because they won't be able to afford yeah, it. Exactly. So that 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 so, so then that knackers them, and unfortunately, it always happens to football clubs. If they lose money, it's not the footballers that lose out. It'll be 
the canteen lady, it'll be the groundsman, mm. it'll be the tea the tea person. Oh, they'll be staff, yeah. Yeah, they all go, and it's all, it's always it's always the way with these sort of things. Unfortunately, the most vulnerable or the least the lowest paid people are always the first to get hit by this sort of stuff. Absolutely. You know, if you want to get, you, I mean, the other thing that I, I know people say, you know, there are more important things in football, and they agree there are. But I, th- I can't remember who, who put it out there said the thing people forget about football is yes, it, it's a social thing, but it's an escapism, and people say it should be like that. But you know, what? life's hard, and you know, what? sometimes the only bit of joy or escapism people can have is. Watching their team, having a kicker, watching their team on the telly. If you take that off people for a month, two months, six months, and say, "Oh, it doesn't matter," some people that's gonna that's gonna crack them. And that's probably not the right phrase, but you know what I mean. You know where I'm coming from. Football can be a very good escapism from the hardship of life. You know, so people need to be a bit more considered when they just throw out these stupidity things. I'll just get rid of it. Yeah. Mm. Um, let me see, let me see. Uh, Stephen Kingsbury says, let's be honest, it's a bloody mess. It absolutely is, but oh, it, yeah. like, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very serious situation world, worldwide. And people will say, you know, oh, there's much more things about football. Yes, there is much more important things than football. But we're a football podcast and we're discussing football and the implications and the, you know, the, I suppose the ramifications and the, and the results of season being voided, the season suspended, the season that's finished out. That's what we're here for. And, you know, we're, ne- we're never discussing it as, you know, well, this is more important than people's health. No, it's not that. But we have to discuss what's going on. Um, let me see. Transfer window, in my eyes, will be chaos. Players will want to change after the stra- strange season. It may be. Someone else asked, what happens if it runs into July and people are only under contract until the 30th of June? Very fair point. You know, there's, there's loads going on. Uh, Liverpool Champs 2020 uh, says, all this shit about the coronavirus, its fans are relying on it. And it's going to be even sweeter now. Um, sorry, it's United fans that are relying on it, and it's going to even be sweeter now. I, I'm very open. Um, they can void it. They can. Uh, I can't see them voiding it if they end it now on 29 games and give us the champ, give us the title. Um, I'll take it, but I don't think it's right. And if they can get the season finished, whether that takes up to July, August, September, absolutely go and do that. Whatever, whatever needs to be done. I agree with the whole idea of see- let's let's affect. The season that hasn't started yet, more than this season, if you get yeah. go on, Keith. I'll the fact that we're so far, not the fact that we're so far ahead as well, you know, to say, oh no, we're just going to scrap this, you know, Liverpool are bleeding record pace setting mm. season, yeah. our two wins, our one win, whatever it is now, away from clinching the earliest title ever. Mm-hmm. But now we're going to avoid it. Like other leagues around Europe are, you know, two, three teams are within four and five points, you know, Spain is close, mm-hmm. Italy is close. Germany is close. France isn't close, but it's closer than it usually is. You know, I think PSG are probably 12 points ahead or something of Mars saying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Portugal, I think, is close. Holland is close. Like They're all close, you know, but their one is a blade canter. You know what I mean? And they say, oh, no, look, tough shit. I know he's paid more than 75% of the season, but we're not declaring a, a champion here. Like That's that's going to cause blade in all sorts. Yeah, I know. Unless it's an end-of-world situation you know what I mean unless yeah. it's a thing that physically can't be done if they, if it can be done then it, the right thing should be done and the mm-hmm. right thing from a purely football point of view mm-hmm. forgetting about the coronavirus and the deaths and all you don't want to go down that road from a purely football and common sense point of view is to finish out the season and declare the champions the champions and finish off all the correct you know relegation promotion Europe mm-hmm. all this sort of yeah. thing to, to get that nailed down that's the common sense and, and as I say unless the fucking earth is wiped out 
that should be the only thoughts. This voiding thing is absolute nonsense. Yeah, Owen Book says City will take legal action against against the league if he handles the title. Now there you go. That's that's a perfectly valid point. Nine games left. Doesn't there'll be riots if they void this as Kula King? I think there will be. Uh, Ant Dicko, Ant Dicko says, end of the day, the lads have earned the league. It's not like. Uh, we're only a few points ahead, deserved champions. We absolutely are. If we were to beat City in our next league game, we would officially be champions to Stephen Kingsbury. Yes, That's we right. would, presuming it goes ahead on April the 5th. Uh, if it goes beyond May the 17th, they would probably, if they started on May the 24th, they would just start with, you know, our next game, which is Everton. That's what they do. I think they just start the fixtures so, yeah. again, you know. But look, it's been a very eventful night. It's been an hour and 10 minutes. Um, there's loads to chat about. Uh, we, I'll, we'll be back on Sunday night. Um, I don't know who's going to be on, but I'll sort it out between now and then. It's been a brilliant chat. The people in the chat room have been absolutely amazing. Keep liking, keep subscribing, keep hitting the bell icon, keep spreading the word and keep uh, sharing this to your Twitter timeline, friends, family, and even people you don't like, even people you feel like infecting with the coronavirus. Um, but look, that's it, Chris. It's been amazing. Thanks a million for joining us. Thanks for having me, mate. Good stuff. Keith, thanks a million for joining me. It's been great. Pleasure as always. Good stuff. That's been the Fatback for Daily for Friday night. I'm off to put my seven-year-old to bed because she's been on YouTube for about eight hours. Talk to you in a bit. Over and out. Ain't no place like a cowboy place. Ain't no town like a cowboy town. Ain't no way like the cowboy way. Have a cowboy kind of day. Yeah. Try the new Big Sky Burger at Roy Rogers. It's Smithfield pulled pork, beer battered onion rings, American cheese, and spicy barbecue sauce on a Kaiser bun. Have a cowboy kind of day at a rose in the wheel going wrong. Hey, yeah. DoorDash and Uber Eats available at participating restaurants. So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids' summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash, too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So, yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. Sports Social Podcast Network.